We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live, in-game odds on every major sports, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our Detroit Lions versus the Philadelphia Eagles game preview. We're going to break down the game and talk about some keys to victory for both teams all in episode 205 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick. In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in! Jared Goldman! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! DJ Hawkinson, they did it! They tied it! They're an extra point away from winning this game! Oh, baby, how big is that? Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 205 on the Blue Warrior Network. I am your host, and today's episode is going to be sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. If you guys haven't heard about the new deal that they are offering, what are you doing? I mean, they are matching up to $100 of your first deposit. So first-time users, if you deposit $100... Underdog Fantasy will match you with your $100 and put $100 extra to your account. Free freaking money. I mean, before it was, you put $10 in, you get $10 back. And that's cute and all, but Underdog is stepping up the game. They're matching up all the way up to $100. You put $50 in, you get $50 back. So go check out Underdog if if you've been hesitant. Go check it out now. Use code PRIDEPOD. Try it out. See how you like it. If you like it, you keep using it. You thank us later. If you don't like it, you send me a hate message. It goes either way. I don't care. But try it out. And try code PridePod. They're matching up to $100. All right. I got my boys. 
full crew today. Malcolm, Pierre, how are you boys doing today? Woo, let's go. It's Man, a- it feels good to have like everyone together. It's been a minute. It has been a while. And Malcolm, you know, I just mentioned our, our sponsor, Underdog. How's your Underdog picks going lately? <laughs> how are your Underdog picks going? Um, <laughs> I'm going to just say um, I'm on the losing end right now, but... I'm keeping hope alive, and hopefully this Thursday I'll pull out a W. Let's go, man. And we will tell you our over and unders for the Lions and Philly game. We'll do that later in this pod. Uh, we're going to say, you know, the over and unders that they have on it. We'll go over, under. You guys know the deal. Uh, up here, what's what's Malcolm's friend's name on uh, Underdog Fantasy? Oh, Owen. He's Lions friends, too. He's a friend yeah, of the Lions, too. So oh, hopefully, yeah. like, the Lions and uh, Malcolm could, like, both just cut off Owen. What was uh, Patricia's uh, catchphrase? Uh, what, did, what was their thing last year, the Lions, that they had uh, a big sign of that they got rid of very quickly? Oh, shit. The fourth quarter one, right? Yeah. So what was, was that it called? called again? Dagger Remember? time. Dagger, dagger time. time. Dagger time. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, we we, we got to stick a dagger in Owen right no, now. No, no. <laughs> we're not using dagger time. <laughs> no, we got to stick dagger a dagger. Time. We're sticking a dagger in Owen. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about dagger time right now. That was horrible. That was a horrible, horrible... That was horrible. Just listen, don't listen, don't talk act about like you didn't love it at the time. Don't act like you didn't love it at the time. <laughs> at the time, everybody thought, well, you know, the Lions fans, you know, faithful, we thought, you know, maybe this is something. We're all happy about it. But then we saw the games. We're like, where the hell is this dagger time at? What the hell is this? So, yeah, this is a horrible memory. Thanks for bringing that up, Tyler. Um, bringing up horrible memories. But, Ford, yeah. Ford Field got rid of that sign so quickly. <laughs> they put, like, they a mortgage. To. They put like a mortgage sign in there as fast as they, as they could possibly to get rid of that dagger time sign. Man, my goodness. All right, let's talk about the Lions and Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday. Last game before the bye week, Lions sitting 0-7, Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 2-5. Uh, you know, big matchup at Ford Field this Sunday. Uh, the whole NFL universe is, is, is tuning in this Sunday. They're very involved to see what's going to happen in this matchup. But... Okay, let's, let's talk about it realistically. I still think this is a big, very big matchup for the Detroit Lions. I think it's a super big matchup, and we're going to get into that. Let's talk about the injury reports to start off first. So I'm going to kick off to Pierre. Pierre, what's the Philadelphia Eagles injury report looking like this Sunday? All right, so you got J- – well, this today is Wednesday. We're recording on a Wednesday, guys, and so we have one day where they haven't practiced. So this obviously could change. But for now, it's J.J. Arthago Whiteside with a back injury didn't practice. Fletcher Cox rest didn't practice. Javon Hargrave shoulder didn't practice. Uh, safety Anthony Harris hand and groin didn't practice. Quarterback Zach McPherson hamstring didn't practice. Miles Sanders ankle foot did not practice, and they're saying Miles Sanders not probably not expected to play this week. We'll see what happens. Wide receiver Devontae Smith headache did not practice. Uh, center guard Jack Anderson hamstring limited with a or I'm sorry tackle Lane Johnson rest limited practice. Jason Kelsey foot rest limited, and then uh, defensive end Ryan Kerrigan groin limited. So the Eagles are dealing with some injuries, but again, we don't know how serious these are. It could be just like some rest, or they're just being cautious with some guys. And Pierre, I got a question. God, for you. I got a I got a question for you quickly, Pierre. So you know, my big thing is looking at the, the opposing team to report every single week and seeing the format of it. You know how their PR team posts it. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate the Philadelphia Eagles a PR team of posting an injury report on a scale of one to ten? Eleven. Eleven, so they're very good at their yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Philadelphia Eagles PR team, you guys are doing a good job according to Pierce to so keep it up. All right, Malcolm, what's the Lions injury report looking for? Because the Lions PR team is great at their job and they make the injury report nice and organized. 
Yeah, they do. And um, this is actually one of the better, I, I would say, injury reports I've seen all season. So we have fullback Jason Cabinda. He actually had a full participant in practice today. And then everybody else was limited. We had Trey Flowers, knee. Um, he was limited. TJ Hawkinson, ankle and knee. He was limited today. AJ Parker, you know, he was a guy who wasn't sure how bad his injury was. He was limited today in practice. So he practiced, but was limited. And just like we've seen all season, um, DeAndre Swift with the groin injury, he's limited. I mean, this is something we've seen all year. All these guys still might play. I mean, I don't see no guy that's in, in jeopardy of, like, missing this game. Yeah. 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 Um, Malcolm, they did also conduct a walkthrough today. These are estimates, but. Got you. Yeah, just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, some some other uh, roster news as well. The Lions, I, I I said it. I said don't be surprised as you guys are listening to this episode on you know because we released it on Tuesday. If the Lions end up releasing Daryl Worley, and they end up doing that, so yeah, we both said it. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's also not, so he's also not on the roster, but he did resign with the practice squad. Um, any other roster moves I'm missing out? Who, who took Daryl Worley's spot, or did they not announce? Um, Daryl Worley's spot. Where I got it right here. I think they signed a guard. Tommy oh, Kramer yeah, Tommy got Kramer. a spot, and they yeah, also uh, re-signed Tyler's favorite uh, player from the preseason, Darren Powell, to the practice squad. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Okay. Tyler was so hyped when they re-signed Darren Powell. You guys should see the text he sent me and Malcolm. I didn't even text you guys about that, but, yeah, I mean, if I, if I noticed no, it. No, Malcolm, I... Malcolm, didn't he text us? Yeah, he did. I remember. Yeah, and I, I was very ecstatic. I could, I could tell, right? Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter, just backtracking really quickly. This Philadelphia Eagles injury report is very nice. You know, very nice color code. Uh, they even put the practice status, like DNPs, what it means, LP, what it means. I, oh, I enjoy wow. it. I enjoy it's a lot. Oh, that's a it's very a good injury report. So, yes. Eagles PR team, I mean. I'm impressed, guys. That's that's some good work. Packers, take some damn notes. No, oh my God, the Green Bay Packers. We still have to play them one more time this year, and we still have to read that injury report one more time. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gosh. God, like I mean, I feel bad for Packers fans. How do you do this every week? Look at that injury report. That's just that's disgusting. All right, let's talk about Lions offense versus the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Peter, you told me you did a little deep dive on this Philadelphia Eagles team. You know, what'd you kind of pick off from pick up from look at this Eagles defense? You know, what's their strengths? What's their weaknesses? What's something the Lions should uh, try to attack this Sunday? All right. So the Eagles are uh, 29th in rushing defense, 11th in passing defense. So you know where I'm going with this? Run the ball up like down their throats. Just run it at them all day. Just keep running it at them. I don't care. Like even if you don't need a pass slot, forget the pass. Just run, run at them, bro. They are giving up um, 133 yards. In the running game and the pass game, 227 yards. I think also what it has to do with their passing defense is teams are running the ball more on them, so they're not throwing as much on them. Um, but just run the ball on them. Run, run, run. Okay. Man, and, and, I like that. And, and that's been a strength for the Lions offense when it's when they've had the opportunity to, you know, to establish a run game. I think it's been a big strength for this team. You know, when they – when they're able to implement DeAndre Swift, when they're able to implement a Jamal Williams into the running game where, you know, it's still a close enough game where they can run the ball and not just force Jared Goff to kind of carry the offense and, you know, be the bulk of the scoring, you know, that that's when you could see a better Lions offense. And that was, I think, the plan that we kind of had originally going into the season was the Lions wanted to play ugly games. And that's own the time of possession, run the ball down people's throats, and that's how they're going to score. You know, they want to have those long drives where – you know, it might be boring on TV if you're not a Lions fan, where if it's like a seven-minute, eight-minute drive, 
and it's just draining clock. That's what the Lions want to do, and 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 that's something we've been kind of bringing up almost every week. Where that's the identity we want to bring up and have for the Lions, but it just comes to a certain moments in games where the Lions are down in games where they have to abandon that and they can't play that type of game. And then there's also been points where they could do it and it's just like they're not doing that. And Malcolm has brought up this analogy. He's like, I don't think the Lions have an identity on offense. Do you still think that's the case, Malcolm? Right now, still, no. I don't know what they want to do. I mean, with this team, if Jared Goff is throwing the ball more than 30 times, they're probably not going to win the game. They need to find a way to lower his attempts. That will probably lower his chances of error. And upping DeAndre Swift's attempts, upping Jamal Williams' attempts, and they need to they need to get this running game going. There's no there's no way that that Jared Goff should have more passing attempts than both of our running backs running attempts combined. Like if, if that's happening, I don't I don't see us winning. Like he's just throwing the ball way too much. It's a recipe for failure, in your opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be failure. Right, right now because because we don't have the weapons and because. You know, the margin of error is really low. And, you know, if Jared, Call, Jared Goff does make, you know, those three, four mistakes in the game, that could cost us the game. So just just him, you know, his passing attempt has, has to get lower. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing is, Tyler, too, like I want to mention is get Swift involved and Hawkinson in the passing game because their linebackers can't cover. Mm-hmm. They are awful in coverage. We saw what Swift did last week as a as a receiver in the out of the backfield. I think he could have another game like that where he almost gets like 90 to 100 yards or so, maybe more in the, in the passing game. Because they're just – the Eagles' defense is so weird, man. I don't know what the hell they're even doing. I got to be honest. I don't know what they're doing on defense. Like normally we know what a team does on defense. The Eagles are weird. I just don't know what they're doing on offense or defense. They're, yeah. they're, they're poor. looks like they're poorly coached on both sides of the ball. Um, I just don't – they don't have an identity either on defense or offense. They're, they're a weird team, man. Yeah. That makes for a magical matchup because our our offense is a hit, is a hit and miss, too. And does well, it have I'll take that back. On offense, kind of a miss. <laughs> on offense, they're trying to pass the ball. They don't run the ball at all. Like, that's their identity. But I don't get why they don't run the ball. It's so weird. Yeah, we're going to talk about that when we get into the Philadelphia yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm with Malcolm. I just don't think the Lions really have an identity. And I think this is a, a good matchup this certain week, this specific week, to to kind of go to their strengths a little bit this week. You know, you have a good running game. Your offensive linemen have been really good in run blocking. You know, maybe take that as an advantage this week because, like Peter was saying, uh, 29th-ranked run defense, right, Peter? Yeah. I mean, that, that 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 is not good. I mean, they're vulnerable to give up the running game, and that's something the Lions kind of have to establish. And if they can establish that early on, Maybe that's where the Lions can maybe steal a victory. And and like and I mentioned it. I mentioned it every week for the last, I want to say, four or three weeks, whatever, right? The Lions need a win. And they're going into the bye week. Going going to eight to the bye week is just, that's not good, man. It's just not good. I mean, that's just a sour taste for the players, a sour taste for the coaching staff. Um, and, and just to have to sit back a whole extra week with not being able to even correct yourself playing on the field on Sunday, sitting at 0-8, that's a sour taste. So, this is a perfect opportunity. The Lions are at home this week. You're 0-7. You've played your tails off in almost all these games this year. you got to find a way to scrap one of these games before the bye week. And this is your only opportunity you have left. So if the Lions could scrap this game, 
I think it just gives them a better outlook going into that second half of their season. You know, going to that second half of, of that their season, if you could scrap, you know, pull this one going to the bye week, you go into a pos- you have a positive taste in your mouth going into the bye week. You have a week off. Players are fine. Coaches, staffing, you know, it's a little more relaxed. You kind of got that, you know, that rabbit off your back, and it's just like, let's go. You know, we, we know what winning feels like now, and let's keep going now. Like, we want to keep experiencing that taste. And I think it would just be so electric to see uh, from a fan perspective, like that locker room video of, you know, Dan Campbell, uh, you know, hyping up the guys. And honestly, I have a sweater on right now. I know you guys can't see that, but I'm getting chills my body just kind of thinking of that right now. I really am. So I I, I really want to see that. I know tank for Thibodeau. That's great. I understand the perspective wanting a Kevin on Thibodeau on your defensive line. Fully understand. But the Lions just need a, a win going to this bye week. I think this is a perfect opportunity. You're playing at home. Let's get Dan his first win. Let's get these young players some high morale, and let's go into this bye week with the win and have a good taste in their mouth. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, speaking of Kayvon Thibodeau, if the Lions win and the Dolphins win, you still have the number one pick. Yeah. So you, you want to move for the Dolphins this week as well if you're a Lions fan. You do. Who who are the Dolphins playing this week? Do you know that? Uh, no idea. I don't know. They're, they could be against anybody. Their their matchup chances of winning is not high. The Dolphins are playing the Bills. Womp womp womp. Okay, let's get back. I'm, not even, I'm not, not even not, thinking about. I'm not thinking not about get, draft right now, man. Not to get I'm too, just too saying, like Tyler, it was just like a thing I brought yeah, up. Not, you know? not to get too too off topic, but Malcolm, yeah. do you agree with me? Do you think the Miami Dolphins are a little better than what the record is? No. No, okay. Not. I don't no. even need. A, I don't even no. need an explanation. But I, I just. I thought that a little better than the record is. But okay, that's fine. No, they're a mess. Offensive line problems. I think play calling problems. They're a mess. Yeah, the Dolphins. They're a mess. Are, uh... But um, Tyler, as far as them needing to win, I think this game is very, very important for Detroit Lions. And I think I know. I know us. You know us three right here. We're we're on the page of we know this is a rebuild. Exactly. We get it. 
Okay. Yeah. But I think the as far as the S the whole SOL crowd will come out if we do not win this game. And the reason why I'm saying that is because <clears throat> I think this is a very winnable game. I you agree. know, we saw everybody the the meet national media fans, everybody saw what we did last week against the Rams. A game that we, you know, everybody expected us to get completely clobbered against. And this is a story that we've seen in Detroit over and over again, where they play a tough team and they play with all their heart. They play hard. They play t- close to the end and they find a way to lose. They do this all the time. The very next week, you know, us as fans, we think, all right, they're going to play with that same intensity and, and, and we end up getting clobbered. And this happens. This is like the history of Detroit. That just, it always happens. So, if Dan Campbell's not able to flip the script and come out with a win from this winnable game, I don't think we can use rebuilding or new team as an excuse because the Eagles are a mess right now. I agree. Yeah, so I think it could be bad, especially going to that bye week. They can't, they can't correct it. I think it could be very bad if they do not win this game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think this is a game that they need to find a way to win. I think every and like you said it. I know everyone. I mean, not everyone. I know a lot of the Lions fan base is like, yes, let's just tank. You know, we're zero seven. Winning does nothing for the team, right? I know a lot of the fan base feels that way. So I know they'll probably you know continue to feel that way even if they lose this game. It's like, oh, this is better. You know, we're gonna get the number one pick anyways. But I I, I agree with you, Malcolm. I think it could, you know, it, it could react to other Lions fans were like. You're 0-8. This is supposed to be the turnaround. This is the guy you hired, and you guys are 0-8 going to the bye week. Because even when we expected this is going to be a rebuild, even when we expected this is going to be a tough year for the team, I don't think anybody expected this team to be 0-8 going to the bye week. And I think that would be not a disaster because they're playing good football, but just not good enough football. But they need a win. Everyone needs a win right now. And And I think your point to the fan base, I think that's valid as well. Yeah. Piero, what's your thoughts on that? Um, they do need a win, but like as far as if they lose, I mean it depends how they lose, right? Yeah. Like if it's Jared Goth throwing like two, three picks, or if it's like stupid coaching this it just depends how the loss happens for me to criticize the loss. That's fair. Like if it's on the players or on the coaches, it just depends. Um yeah, That's I mean, I feel, I, I, I feel like even just us, like, doing this podcast, I feel like it would just be refreshing just to have a different outlook and, like, just finally talk about a win because it's just been so freaking long since we've talked about a freaking win on this podcast. And even as far as preseason, we can't even talk about a win in preseason right now. Like, I know mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. But, like, I'm just saying, like, I, I just haven't felt that that feeling in my gut, in my heart. It's like, Victory Monday, the Lions win. Like, you have that little feeling all the week. You know, right. we just won. And I think it would just be really cool, I think, for us specifically, and I think a lot of the Lions fan base, even if you are one of the people who are Tank for Thibodeau truthers, I think it would just be a cool feeling throughout the week, going into the bye week. We could relax next Sunday. We have that win finally under our belt, and we could watch NFL Red Zone on Sunday. We're like, you know what? We got to win now. We got that rabbit off our, our back. We're good. I mean, yeah. it's a lot more positive outlook than going 0-8 to the bye week. I miss Malcolm's Victory Monday videos. Those videos were lit. Yeah, I'm actually man. waiting. I'm actually waiting to pro- to post one. I just yeah, been holding one on ready? to it. I have one ready, man. Oh, just I waiting to post it, that. man. 
<laughs> what about big, what about the victory screech? I mean, I haven't heard a victory screech in how long. I don't even, know, I don't even think Malcolm remembers how to put that into the the video program anymore. Yeah, man, it's been so long, man. man. Malcolm's like, oh shit, we did used to put the victory screech in there. Yeah, that's crazy because I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Malcolm, I hope that's you how long that it's been. You have of course, man. I, I have everything. I have everything. Yeah, I have everything from day one. I mean, the only thing Malcolm could be using these days is Stephen A. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a very bad day. That's the only like drops that we can consistently use. Uh, I, I, yo, honestly, man, if they lose this game because, you know, I think Philadelphia coaching is terrible. I think this is a very winnable game, and I think if they, they shut the bed and lose this game, I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm not gonna lose faith in Dan Campbell. No, but I'm gonna be disappointed because I, I lose. That that excuse said, okay, you know this, you know the other team was just a better team. I don't feel that with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Malcolm, here's the thing: like, which Jalen Hurts is going to show up? Sometimes Hurts looks really good, and sometimes he looks like really bad. Like against Kansas City, at 387 yards, two touchdowns. Against right. Dallas, 326, two touchdowns. Atlanta, 264 yards, three touchdowns. Overall, he has 10 TDs and four picks. But which Jalen Hurts is going to show up? And then also, like, <clears throat> which Lions? Like Aaron defense. Glenn's defense is yeah. going to show up because we've seen the Lions defense at times. Look, you know, they, they've shown they've shown flashes and then you've seen them kind of where they, they go back to life a little, well, which that's, I mean, they're young the and they're thing, inexperienced. Yeah. But like what's going to show up? And also, like they played the similar. I don't want to say like Lamar Jackson's like him, but they played a similar style quarterback where he likes to use his feet. So they're kind of prepared for that. And they know how to handle that. They do. Um, you got to set the edges again. We've talked about this. Be disciplined in your run gaps. Same thing we talked about with Lamar. He's not as explosive as Lamar, but he's pretty fast and he could move. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say this. I don't think the Lions have had a really bad defensive performance. Take out numbers. Take out numbers and everything. I don't think the Lions have had a bad defensive performance since week four when they played the Chicago Bears. I think that's yeah, their think last that was the worst, bad that was the worst performance. I would say that and the Packers game and the first half of that Niners game were bad performances. The Cincy game was like... No, 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 no. no. They, played, they no, no. played that game. At the Cincy, it was mostly like the offense kind the of. The offense is what made that. I mean, when your right. offense is Defense was averaging 2.6 uh, you know, in the first half and you're not getting anything going offensively, I mean, what do you expect? And you held that Bengals offense, which, you know, people are probably like, we're laughing before the season when I said the Bengals offense, but they've been very good so far. This offense, I mean, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, offensive lineman, offensive line's been a lot better. Yeah, CJ Uzuma, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, that guy's he's played well this year. I in mean, the first, yeah, in the first half, they only gave up 10 points. 10 points, yeah, it was 10 0. It was 10 0. Yes. Yeah, they got tired. The, the defense was out there way too long, they were gassed. You could tell, and yeah. and that 10 points maybe doesn't even happen if the Lions could sustain longer drives. It could maybe have been 7-0, or maybe even they could have shut them out potentially at the half. I mean, the Lions defense was balling in that first half. And I would say even yeah. balling throughout the game, I mean, they were causing turnovers, getting to the quarterback. Uh, I thought they did a solid job stopping the run in that first half. They were doing everything right. They gave the Lions many opportunities in that game, uh, the Lions offense, uh, many opportunities in that game to sustain longer drives. Uh, get some points on the board, and you know what do you know? Jared Goff and Jared Goof and that Lions offense just could not get anything going. So I would say the last bad performance where I'm like, man, this Lions defense just looks rough. I would say Week Four when they played the Bears because it just seemed like the Bears were kind of just doing whatever the hell they wanted. They were running the ball down our throats. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields had time to throw the ball, and you know he had time to make some big hitters with Dar- Darnell Mooney. That's the last 
bad performance I've seen out of this Lions defense. So this Philadelphia Eagles def- or offense, I would say, it's very vulnerable as well. Like the, the, they could score points, but you know, I, I think there's a lot of flaws and a lot of flaws that I think the Lions defense could capitalize this week. I was gonna say, was that the last game of Bobby Price? Uh, yes. Yeah, that was before they started Jerry Jacobs. Oh, yep. yeah. It all it all adds up. It's honestly when you see Jerry <laughs> Jacobs out there and Bobby Price, it's a big difference. Significant big difference. We and have I, something special in Jerry Jacobs. I really believe that. Like, and I mean special, I mean like a starting corner, like a number two. Yeah, and I and I think it's made AO's game a lot better as well, having a better corner alongside with him. I think. Oh yeah, even, for sure. I think even when AO was with Akuda, I think it kind of set him back. I think when uh, AO was with Bobby Price, it kind of set him back. I think AO having a guy that he could, you know, that that another D or another offense could kind of respect another corner on the other side. Where you know it's like, hey, this guy's making plays. I think that's improving his game as well, and I think his game has elevated a little bit as the as the weeks have gone on since uh, Jerry Jacobs has taken over since uh, week five. What Jerry Jacobs is doing, like in his rookie years, what we wanted Jeff Okuda to do in his rookie year, and Jerry Jacobs wasn't even drafted. That's what's impressive. Yeah, no, definitely. He's uh, he's by far coaching like, matters too, though. Obviously, coaching yeah, matters. I was gonna say, hey, I'll, I'll be pleasant, man. He's doing a phenomenal job, man. Yeah, co- coaching matters because Matt Patricia, obviously, um. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So, um, Pierre, what's the rankings on this Philadelphia Eagles offense? Um, the rankings for their offense: they're 18th overall in points, 21st in total offense, 15th in rushing offense, 21st in passing offense, 17th in third down efficiency, uh, sixth in red zone efficiency, and they're tied ninth with giveaways. So, um, so vulnerable. I don't get the running how they're 15th and running. They don't really run the ball, but and they're lo- and they don't have their best running back this week either. They lost their best running back. They they do have Jordan Howard on the practice squad. I think will get elevated. Jordan Howard, as we know, has given us some issues before when he was with Chicago, but he's older now. I, don't think I mean, yeah, I, was saying, I don't think Jordan Howard's that same guy that he was in Chicago or or he's in Indiana. Kenneth Gainwell as a receiver is pretty good. Yeah, and he's no, averaging he's averaging like 4.7 yards a carry. He's not running the ball out, but he does. He's running the ball well. Um, one player that scares me, you guys can be like, who, what is Quez Watkins, their slot receiver? He ran to 4-3-5. This kid is fast. Yeah, um, yeah he, he saw. And, it, like, other than him, Dallas Goddard, we obviously know what he could do. Devontae Smith, really sharp route runner. Um, other than that, they don't really have much. Yeah. And, and not- Pierre, to, Pierre, to answer your question as far as, like, wider 15th, um, Jalen Hurts adds to their running game. So when he takes off and runs, that that adds oh, to yeah, it. Yeah. So that, that's true. That, that's why the fifteenth. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's right. I was just thinking of their running backs. Like, why the running backs? Yeah, no, the running mean, backs are doing absolutely nothing. Th- there was a game on Thursday night football. Um, it was uh, Eagles and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They re- they broke a record first of all, and this is something like the most Lions record you would ever hear. But this <laughs> is not owned by the Lions. But this is something you would think the Lions would own. They rushed <laughs> the ball one. Time. I was going to say the effort, but I'm not going to even go that far. They, they rushed the ball one freaking time in the whole half, in the first half. I don't care how good that Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense is. One time? And that- apparently, like, we spoke to an Eagles pod. We were, like, on an Eagles show. And they said ownership and the GM don't want them to run the ball, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and, what's going- and when you have a young quarterback like Jalen Hurts and you have a bad defense – 
Like, we talk about this all the time on here. You have a bad quarterback in golf. You have a bad defense. Running the ball is your best defense, right? We talk about that a lot on here. Um, and for them not to want to run the ball with, with a young quarterback and with actually a re- – like, their offensive line could move people. Like, they got Jason Kelsey, um, uh, their left tackle, Jordan Maliata. Landon Dixon was pretty solid at Bama. Their, their old line could move people, man, and yeah. – they don't want to run the ball. Yeah, and, and when Pierre when Pierre means that's the super thing he heard, he means the 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 thought process. Not now what the guy of the Philly pod said. No, not that. He meant the thought process of yeah. what Philly's trying to do is fucking stupid. That that's what, <laughs> yes. that's what he's meaning. Yes. yes. I mean, the, the thought process of a GM and ownership controlling, not wanting to run the ball and and using analytics as an excuse to that. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, when do we just take out analytics and say we're running the ball one time in the half? I mean, come on now. I mean, you no, have Tyler. A- I'm an analytics guy, but like you have to I run know. the ball. I know you you're have to run the ball. Guy. And you yeah. pissed me off one day when you where you kept mentioning analytics, but but you know, yeah. um, no, I I I I am not against analytics, but one time rushing the football, and it's like. If you have a bad offensive line, like not a good running offensive line, that's one thing. You have Patrick Mahomes, that's one thing. You got Aaron Rodgers, uh, Josh Patrick Allen, Mahomes Stafford. this year, that's not oh, one thing. Okay, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, <laughs> like as far as an elite quarterback talent, maybe I understand the thought process a little bit more. I still think it's fucking stupid. But if I, I maybe understand just a little bit more. But when you're, you're trotting out a second-year quarterback who really didn't play much his rookie season outside of like – the last month of the year. Yeah. And you're rushing the ball one freaking time at half. I mean, everyone. I mean, you don't deserve to coach an NFL game. You don't deserve to coach college ball. You don't even deserve to coach my local high school around the corner. I mean, it, it, no. no. I mean, Pee Wee football, one time? One yeah, time. They're, 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 they're playing Madden on rookie mode with that move. <laughs> one time, that's terrible. It's like yeah. they literally told Jalen Hurts, like, all right, we want you to go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. <laughs> like, why would you do that? One time. Right? You want, I mean, you want him to go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. It's just like, I, I just don't understand the thought process of that. How are you an NFL head coach? How are you in NFL management and let that fly? How do you still have a job the next day? I don't, care if, shootout. I don't care if it's your rookie season as a head coach. I don't care whose idea was. I don't. I just don't understand how that person is still employed. I mean, I'm going back to the Trey Flowers reference. You don't even deserve a minimum wage contract at that point if that if that's the thought process to coach an NFL game. I I don't know. I think want to shoot out with Tom Brady, man. And it's that's as simple stupid. as that. That is stupid. That's that is idiotic. Idiotic. That was dumb. stupid. Any bad word you could think of, that that's what it falls under. I mean, I just don't understand the thought process. I mean, especially, like, he's hurt right now. But when you have a guy like Miles Sanders, like, he's really talented, right? And you have a guy like um, Kenneth Gainwell, like, kind of like two different type of backs. And you use both of them. I just don't know, like, the creativity. That offense is just really, um, like, the Eagles pod was saying, like, their head coach could be one and done, maybe. Like, that's how bad right now it's in Philly. You should be out of your job the next day. Not but a one Tyler, if ownership... Like if if it's coming from ownership, like dude, like they're not even like you do your job though. Like why yeah, did you take the job from the jump? I know, I know. It's like just I mean maybe just a bigger contract, a uh, bigger pay. I I, I don't know. I it's mean just, hey, the money is nice, right? It's only one out of thirty two jobs available, but yeah, it's like, just at it's, least it's just like Corey Udlin, you know, like why do you take the last defensive coordinator job for a guy that's on a hot seat? 
Um, you know, I'll be the yes man. Yeah, I'll be the scapegoat. Uh, just, just give That's me a exactly bigger, what he was. Just give me That's a exactly contract. what he was. Just give yeah, me a bigger yeah. contract. I think coordinators make like a mil a year or something. I don't know exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, you went from a position coach to a coordinator, which is obviously yeah. a big pay raise. Pay raise. So, I mean, you know, you tell me, do you want to be a yes man for a million dollars more? Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, flip me a contract. I'm not like Mike Tomlin. Yeah, sure. Never Tell say no. I'm not like Mike Tomlin. Never say no. <laughs> Give me. That was, that was legendary, by the way. Yeah. And Tyler, legendary. another thing is like Dave Fipp was the special teams coordinator for the Eagles, and Deuce Staley was the running backs coach for the Eagles. Um, those guys left town. They didn't even want to be part of that crap anymore. They left. Why would you? Why would you? To I mean, me, honestly, like I don't see why you don't give it to Deuce. Deuce is loved in Philly. The fans love him. He like he's he's from there. He embraces everything about it. They didn't give it to Deuce. They give it to Nick Sirianni, who's like a yes man apparently. It's just a mess. I'm happy we got Deuce anyway. Yeah. So. I mean, it didn't have to be Deuce Daly. I I don't care. It's just like even if it is Nick Sirianni, like why don't you just give your coach the power to him to establish his own staff and you know let him do what he has to do? Why is ownership? And general and management affecting that. That just makes zero sense to me. I mean, that that just screams dysfunction. That just screams a mess. And that's exactly what it's been in Philadelphia. And that just seems like, uh, you know, the pathway that they're going towards right now. So, you know, this is an advantage that the Lions got to take advantage. You you have a, a team that's dysfunctional right now. You have a team that is just in the gutters right now. I know you're not a good football team. I understand it. Rebuild. Cave it on Thibodeau. Out the window. Personnel, out the window. Win this football game this Sunday. This is a, a dysfunctional Philadelphia Eagles team. Another dysfunctional thing, Tyler, is they traded back during the draft a couple spots. And the Lions, before they picked, the Lions took Ali McNeil. And then yeah. Howie took Milton Williams, the, the uh, defensive tackle, Louis, right? Uh, Louis is an attack, I think. Yeah. And uh, so Howie's basically like trying to fist bump people. And, like, I saw that. Like, <laughs> Fuck you! When I get your fist bump, dude, you, they took our guy. Lions took our guy. I saw that. Yeah, I remember that. No, I mean th- this is just this is something you got to take advantage of. And I, I'm I'm just with Malcolm right here. It's like, dude, you're this team is not more talented than you. This team is not a better coach team than you. They are take, more talented, but they're not well coached. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like as far as going head to head, this is not like a, a big you know, uh, edge to the Eagles or like, no. you know, in previous weeks we can give like certain edges to the team. I think in every other week we've given the edge to the other team, maybe outside the Chicago bears, but even them, like we knew they had more talent than us, but like right. every single week we, we've been able to think honestly and say, this is an edge to this team. You know, they, they, they do a lot of things better than we do. And we, we understand that this is something the line's got to take advantage of this week. You're on seven right now too. This is not week one. This is not week two. I think this is a perfect, game for the Lions in their schedule. And I think this is a perfect telling if Dan Campbell is that guy or not. And I know if he loses, we're not saying we're, we're, we're off the boat, but it's a very big telling, I would say, if they could pull it out. I think it would just be a huge win, a huge morale boost going into the bye week again. Yeah, yeah, he has to flip the script because this is something that us as Lions fans seen for the past five years. We've seen this script already where they came close, tough team, and then shit the bed the next week so he has to flip the script and even when he going back to that bears game he dan campbell was out coached by by matt nagy he out coached him completely that game he cannot be out coached by this guy this cannot happen this week he if he if he gets out coached by like it's gonna be there's gonna be questions there's gonna be a lot of questions 
So this is a game that I think that he has he has to find a way to get these guys ready to go to win this game. Yep. Okay, yeah, let's, let's just get into the keys of the game. You know, what's something the Lions have to do to win this game, keep it competitive? I'll start off with you, Peter. What's something the Lions got to do this week? They have to run the ball, and then offensively, like, Philly runs a lot of RPO, mostly P than R, but you got to be aware of that, right? You can't let the, like, you got to be aware, like, if they're running the ball, stop the run, because Jalen Hurts, if you don't stop Jalen Hurts, this is when it could get ugly. If you don't contain the edges, you're not disciplining your gaps. This is where Jay, this is where they could hurt you. When Jalen Hurts gets going on the ground, that's when their offense starts to open up. So if you could stop Jalen Hurts, and then offensively you could run the ball to carry the football. And when you're in the red zone, score some freaking touchdowns. I'm tired of fucking field goals. Score just, some points. I mean, we haven't even been able to score points. I mean, bro, last week we scored so many field last goals. Week. Like, you yeah, know what? Week. I just want some touchdowns, man. I'm tired, bro. Like, let's score some touchdowns this week. And they could do it. The Eagles are not good in um, run defense. And the Lions, that's 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 their strength, running the ball. Like, if you had to pick a strength, that's probably their strength. I was going to say, well, is, is that their strength? I mean, we don't even know what their strength is. Yeah, but, I mean, the offensive line moves people, so... You would hope that's a strength going into this week. And hopefully the Lions could uh, – also, linebackers are awful in coverage. We talked about this. Take advantage of their linebackers. Go take a – like attack their weakness. I can't believe it's sad. Like when he first got here. If you have a weakness, we'll attack. And last week they did that to the Rams. They attacked the weakness. Swift destroyed it in the passing game. So Yeah. And and something else to – sorry to cut you off, Malcolm, before you get into your keys. Um, I, I would say as well is um, – you know, running the ball, like you said, Peter, keeping that consistent because something that we haven't really been giving credit to, we haven't mentioned yet in this pod, this Eagles front four is nice. They can get to the quarterback. They could pressure the quarterback. And we've seen what yeah. Jer- Jared Goff could do <laughs> when there's pressure in his face. Very bad decision-making comes into play. Uh, just, I'm not saying a different version of Jared Goff because the original Jared Goff is not very good himself, but like it's even a worse version of, of, a, of his original self, which is very, very very bad and it turns into jared goff to jared goof to jared goofball to a certain degree so it gets very bad it goes into a scale so um you know the lions just got to keep the philadelphia eagles honest on defense and if they can run that ball because that, that's been a weakness for them this year i think that'll be a huge strength you know like you mentioned as well get swift and hawkinson involved yeah they, they have trouble uh containing those type of players those tight ends those running backs in the passing game so Quick passes, running the game. I would say that's probably my keys of the game for the Lions offense to maybe score some points this week and, you know, maybe you could still win this week. Malcolm, what man, you got? You, you, man, you, you're still really hard on Jared Goff, man. <laughs> Dude, Malcolm, one thing with Jared Goff, he is so bad on play action. He cannot even read the field. Like, play action is supposed to be easy for a quarterback. That's one thing I can't stand with him, man. Like, defenses don't even respect us. That used to be his bread and butter back in L.A., too. It was he's yeah. not he hasn't been good here at all. That's what sucks. I'm gonna say this though when he's when he's clean in the pocket, his pass rating is at 100.6. So it, when he's clean, he's able to make some some type of throws when he's clean. But the pressure, the, the issue with Jared Goff is when he's pressured. When yeah. he's pressured, but sometimes I mean, like is that he's not pressure, that, but he forces himself into a pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he panics, and yeah, yeah, when that happens, and, and when that happens, his rating goes to 44.7. So it's, oh, it's, it's wait, really what? Big. 44.7. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's bad. So when he's pressured, it's bad. But when he's when he's clean, you know, no pressure around him. He could, you know, we seen last week, he, was, he actually went through his progression, which was 
it was it was amazing for first yeah, time to see that from Jared Goff. I, I, I was texting, I was texting <laughs> Spear. I'm like, is it sad that I get like a bit of a satisfaction when Jared Goff <laughs> just makes multiple reads instead of just making yeah. his initial read? And that's what happens when he's when he's when he's protected. He could he actually does it. And he doesn't feel pressure, and he he actually looks like an NFL quarter. Everything goes good, and that's when he has a hundred point six uh, passer reading. So if he's kept clean, you know who knows. But yeah, I'm up here, run the ball. Um, definitely run the ball. I think this is a game that one of your running backs. I know, I know, like we haven't had one of our running backs get more than thir- I think, fourteen attempts in the game. They kind of just stay around that number, like 13, 12, 13, 14. 14 has been the highest for both of these guys. So they gotta one of these guys got to get twenty. They got to get one of these guys twenty carries and maybe get the other one that fifteen area, but at a high rate. This is not a great. Running defense, and I love what our offensive line is doing. Our offensive line looks great. I mean, I know it wasn't a pod last week, but my goodness, the way our offensive linemen handled the Rams' defensive line was something to watch. It was something to watch. And I will say this. I mean, going into the game, you would think that Aaron Donald's going to be double-team, triple-team. Going back and watching that game, he was singled a lot. And I'm talking about a lot. You see Vitae on him, singly. Hand, doing his handling his business, Evan Brown, that brother can play. He is a he's he's a key. He was a piece that I'm glad that he had this opportunity to play because now he's a building block for the future. I don't know what Evan Brown's gonna bring in the future. Maybe he's gonna maybe he, you know if Vitae is not here, we can move him to guard or no. You trade you, tra- you, you trade Frank Ryan now, according to Lions local radio. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that. Somebody, somebody seriously said that? I, I didn't say that. I'm just quoting other people. Yeah, and you don't have to tell me the name of the local radio. I already know who said it. <laughs> but um, that that's insane. No, 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 no. You, you build it off. I think Evan Brown's going to be a big piece going forward that you can use him as a that backup guard if if needed or if something happens to Vitae and you strip him out or you, he's that guard now. So I think finding Evan Brown is, is phenomenal. Panay Sewell playing, you know, as a rookie, playing at a high yes. level. And Jonah Jackson is amazing as well. So, I mean, kudos to the offensive line. They, if they do this performance this week, they can handle the Philadelphia Eagles because the Philadelphia Eagles, they don't blitz often. They rely on their front four yeah. to get, the, to get that pressure. And they, yeah, it's a good front. And it's a good, a good strategy because if you just rely on your front four, your front four could get to the quarterback. You have everybody in coverage. You have an advantage. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a smart idea. But if you're doing, if you have a playing against a good offensive line and you're just rushing four and they're doing their job, we have to win that battle up front. Our offensive line has to beat their defensive line, get this ball, get you know, run the ball, get TJ Hawkinson involved against those tight ends. And I think, I think we can finally do it this week. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you, Malcolm. I, I think as well, it's like you mentioned, is like they have a good front four. And I think this line's offensive line is gelling together a little bit more. Because, you know, there was that an adjustment period when Frank Ragnall was out and they were transitioning to Evan Brown at center. And it wasn't that Bears game where the Bears really didn't blitz all that much. It was they did rely on their front four a lot, and they absolutely won the battle. At every phase, they won that battle. But I think as the weeks have gone on, these guys are gelling because Evan Brown was just kind of a throw at that time because that's the game Frank Ragno actually got hurt. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just it was definitely an adjustment period for that Lions offensive line. And we saw some we saw some rough weeks out of that Lions offensive line, you know, in Minnesota. We said in Chicago. I thought in Cincinnati, you know, it was, it was up and down. And then, you know, when he played L.A., I, I thought it kind of, you know, it, it was it was gelling together a little bit more. And I think 
what they did last week versus LA, I think they could do that same script this Sunday versus Philadelphia. And if they could, that gives your that gives your team a very good chance to win. But if we see the Lions' offensive line kind of crumble like they did in Minnesota, if they kind of crumble like they did in Chicago, the script fl- flips just like that. It flips very easily, and it could go right back to the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's going to be a, a really big telling of what the Lions' offensive line could do. And that's something I do feel comfortable with because it's been better, like you've mentioned, um, the last pre- you know, last week especially, and what they were doing with some very, very talented players. And I would say the best interior defensive lineman I've ever watched in my entire life with Aaron Donald. So if yeah. they could do that this week with Philadelphia, I think you're giving yourself a legitimate shot to, to, you know, to steal a game this week. Yeah, Malcolm, I'll say this about Evan Brown. Like, he's not as good in the run blocking as Frank Ragnall. Frank Ragnall is just a straight muller. But in pass, bro... I mean, he's been excellent. He had, I think, zero pressures, zero sacks allowed against the Rams. And that's like Aaron Donald pretty much, like, lining up against Donald. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, bro, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he, like, priced himself like he could start for another team, like, as a cheap starting center, like, four or five mil a year or something. I think he's having a really good year where other teams are, could notice and take him away from us. Is he on a one-year deal? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, he's gone. He's out of here. Yes. <laughs> he's out of here. Yeah, he already I mean, has he's... enough on tape. He already has enough on tape. He's out of here. We, we lost this guy. He ain't going to be here next year. Yeah, he's probably out of here, but we'll see. You never know what happens. Um, Maybe he'll come here. back. Maybe he'll come back yep. and says that you, gave, you guys gave me a legitimate opportunity. You know, maybe. He, but, I mean, Shit. we're, we're going to have we're gonna, money, we're gonna have money talks. Back too. Somebody's going to overpay him. He, you you got to chase the money, man. Yeah. He's going to get starter money. He's not going to be a starter here anyway. I mean, a starting center, I should say. Exactly. So he's going to chase the money. There's no way. I mean, I'll be shocked. Yeah, no, I if they be. could find a way to keep him. He already has enough on tape. He, he don't have to play another game. He already has enough on tape to just bring that into next year and say, look, I'm a starter. I could be a probably, starter center. Yeah. yeah. It would probably be better, honestly, if he if he didn't play another game because it's so <laughs> good right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. So he right. already has the tape. He's good. Yeah, so... <laughs> All right, underdog only has one uh, one prop for this Lions Eagles game, so because it's early, it's, it's early it, right now. It is super early, so by the time you guys listen to this, there's probably going to be, be a lot more. more, much more. By Saturday, they'll be all out by then. Sunday morning, definitely all out by then. But we're recording on Wednesday night, so all they have right now for this Lions Eagles game is Jalen Hurts 300 total yards, uh, 300 and a half total yards. Pierre, you're going over under here. 300, wait, what? How many yards? 350? 300. 300. Is, is it 300.5? Yeah, 300. I think I saw, I saw, I saw. Yes. Yeah. So he has to get through. Oh. He has to get through on one. He has to get through on one totally. Legs so. and passing. Legs and passing. And if he somehow get a catch or whatever, I don't All right. Say he gets like 250 passing yards, which is possible, 50 rushing yards. That's possible. I'm going to say over. Goes over. Okay. Malcolm, what do you got here? I always go with over because, and that always screws me over. So I'm going to say under. I'm going the under here as well. I think the Lions are going to contain Jalen Hurts at a, a pretty fair level this week. So I'm going the under as well. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't really see him beating us with his legs this week or getting a lot of rushing yards. That's possible, man. I, I, I don't know, like 50 man. and 250 thought about it. I was like, he could get 250 against Lions. Secondary and 50 yards rushing, like a couple scrambles here and there. You could easily get that. That's what I thought about. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. It's very possible. I mean, it's, it's why the line is. It's usually a 50-50, you know. It's pretty hard to bet. I would not actually bet on that. I wouldn't actually put my real money on that. But since we're yeah. the show, I'd say the over. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely an interesting one because we mentioned he, he could pass. He has the legs. I think he's a, I think he's a talented quarterback. So, 
That is a very tough one. I would say under if I had to bet, but I'm with Peter. I don't think I'm touching this one. Malcolm, are you touching this one? I I might. I gotta look and see what's going on. The other Malcolm, ones. As like, my... as as your fellow like brother, best one of your best friends, I advise you not to touch this. You've already been on the Colts big year. <laughs> I advise you not to touch this one. Yeah, I don't know yeah, about I'll... this one. I think there's other ones that are better. Not in this game. Yeah. I think we're just looking at the NFL <laughs> schedule. I think there's better ones to look out for. Yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm probably going to stay away. I'm probably going to stay away. I guess I'll stay yeah, away. Yeah, they, there you go. Malcolm's going to be like, damn it. It's going to be a 279. Damn it. I should have I, I took a sickle. My God, he went under. <laughs> yep. Nah, man. It's just like I've seen the 50-50 chance, but just don't touch it, man. Yeah, this is, I think there's there's better ones to. I mean, to, like if you if you look at if you look at his statistics for the past weeks, what was his yards in the past weeks? Good question. Right now, that's that's what I always do. I always look at what they did the past weeks. So kind of I kind of average if there's a chance that they're gonna go over that number. Okay, so I'm gonna give you his last three matchups. His last three matchups versus Vegas at, in Las Vegas, he threw for 236 yards and rushed for 61. That's under. Okay, now go to the next one. Okay, and and versus uh, Tampa Bay, only threw 115 passing yards and only rushed for 44 rushing yards. That That's game. under. Okay, now go to the next one. And then when he played Carolina, only threw for 198 and rushed for 30 yards. Okay, so this is the. I think. I mean, you look at the last three games and you're looking at those numbers. You're like, okay, m- maybe. But then again, you're like, all right, he's playing the Lions. The Lions <laughs> defense does give up yards, even though we, we we give this defense a lot of credit, but they are a, a Ben don't break to a certain degree a lot. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they tighten up in the like in the red zone, sort of. Yeah, so they he, do. So they could, but they do give up yardage, which that's they what, do. That's, that's what we're factoring in right now. And you also have to look at when you place the Buccaneers. I mean, the Buccaneers are a great defense, right? The yeah. Panthers have a good D line as well. Um, look at the Chiefs game, for example. The Chiefs are kind; their defense is kind of like not that. They're good, a mess. Right? They're a mess. They're you get 387 passing yards and 47 rushing yards. You said 387 passing yards. Yeah. Wow. Almost 400 passing yards in long. Yeah. yeah, and he had. Shoot, uh, I think Tyler. I think you could do that against that Chiefs defense, though. Yeah, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler will be an ICU after the first play. <laughs> For real. Got to put some more weight on, some more muscle. I got to go to Malcolm's uh, fitness. I got to go to his boxing boxing lessons or something like that. I need some. I need some more body weight. <laughs> You you'll be all right, man. You'll be all right. Just go under the um the right offensive line. And just you won't get touched. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'll, I'll run behind Penesul. <laughs> if you have like Tampa Bay's offensive line, and then like you just throw the ball, you you'll get almost four hundred yards too. Yeah. All right. So I think me and Malcolm are advocating going under. Mal or Pierre is advocating the over, but he's advocating Same, don't even touch don't it. Don't touch it. Yeah. Don't stay away. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing it because I have to for the show. Down. You know. Okay. So. How about this? On Sunday, when we do our live show on Spotify, when we get all the more updated lines, we'll update, obviously, our more over-unders because there's going to be a lot more on Sunday. So we'll do that on uh, Spotify for our underdog pick. So stay tuned for that. I don't think any of us are touching this one on Sunday. So stay tuned for the updated on Sunday. Again, go check out Underdog Fantasy. They are matching up to $100 on your first deposit. So if you guys were hesitant before, don't be hesitant now. Go try it out. Code PridePod. And with that being said... We covered everything, guys. I think this was a, a very good show. It was good to have the whole crew back. It was a lot of fun. Um, and again, I, like I said, we will be back on Spotify Green Room on Sunday to break down more of the lines. And Eagles will know a little bit more about the injury report and actives and everything. 
and we'll spend about a half hour talking about that game and then we'll be back after the game hopefully talk about a Lions victory going into the bye week and then like Pierre and me were mentioning last episode draft coverage stay tuned for that we're gonna be talking more about the draft coming up very soonly maybe during the bye week maybe a little after towards but a lot of stuff happening toward this pod thank you guys for all the support even with this Owen 7 football team you guys are killing it with support and it's always much appreciated so five star reviews I always say it just do it please and with that I'm out guys peace all right guys I'm out Peace. I can't believe this man was like, please. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, I'm out. All right, guys. Peace. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done